Hi, and welcome to Facts and Blog and Podcast. It was telling me about you and telling me about Second Call, and he showed me his membership card. Uh, and on the back, there's a bit of a script. Mm-hmm. You know, that goes through, okay, after you've called 911, and it even says what to say when you call 911, but this, you know, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to say. I mean, just for the folks who are, who who are listening and we'll, we'll show a picture of one of your cards too, but, um, you know, what are some things that people do need to keep in mind if they've found themselves in this situation where they've had to use their firearm, uh, in self-defense or brandish their firearm in self-defense and need to start making those calls, you know? What are some of the high level tips that, that you could give them? Well, the first thing they need to realize is that the moment they call 911, they're on tape and the criminal investigation against them has begun. Now, I'm not saying that the, the 911 operator is out to get you, but he or she will testify against you in court. Perfect example of that is in the Zimmerman case. George Zimmerman never made a 911 call, but five other people did who heard that and they were grilled by both sides on the stand for what they said and heard on that 911 call. So that's important to know that as soon as you make that call, that uh, that the game is on, so to speak. Yeah. Then you want to make it as short as, as possible. You identify yourself. My name is Sean Maloney. I live at 4793 Willow Ridge Court. I was in fear for my life. There's been a shooting, sending animals and police. I'm six foot two. I'm bald. I'll be in my driveway yeah. with a white t-shirt and boxer shorts on. And <laughs> don't go out there me. with your gun. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Identify who, who you are and what's going on. And that's it. You've given them everything you, need, you needed to give them. You've summoned help. Now, at that point in time, it's time to protect yourself against the secondary thing. And that's, that's the, the criminal justice system and sometimes the criminal injustice system. We still have, we have the best system in the world, but at times it's certainly not colorblind and it's not, it, it's not blind to the, the facts uh, real or what they imagine them to be. So that's simply uh, the first time I gave that seminar was at the great American outdoor show. And there was gaffes from everybody. I got surrounded by the media. You're telling people what to say. And I won't call you. You're telling them to be deceitful. I said, no, I'm not at all. I'm just telling them that they don't need to make any other statements until they're represented by counsel. Right. Uh, there was a Supreme Court justice 100 years ago, and he, he used some famous words. Any attorney worth his salt will advise his client to shut up mm-hmm. and not to say anything until his, his counsel is there. And that's what you have to remember. Now, on top of everything else that's going on, after you use your firearm self-defense, you're suffering from the, uh, the psychological and physical aspects oh, of a threatening sure. encounter. Yeah. Norepinephrine is just dumped in your body. Your, your heart rate's increased. You've had tunnel vision, hearing deprivation, uh, the adrenaline. You really don't know what happened. But that's the moment the police want you to get, make a statement. Well, that's the statement. That, at that point in time, that you were the most uh, a non-credible person that there is because you have no idea what happened. Right. And over time, that'll come back. Sometimes it's weeks, days, months, sometimes not all whatever comes back. That's just the way the body uh, uh, responds. And so that's why you say nothing and then we'll move forward. Hi and welcome, Hi and welcome. to the Facts and Blog and Podcast.